everyone. Thanks again for coming back for another episode of Behind the Suits. My name is Jordana Shuby, and today I'm joined with Daniel Alvarado and Shelby Kahn, who is from Accenture. And today we'll be discussing interview tips and essentially interview 101, how to best prepare yourself for that dream job interview and some kind of new trends and things you can learn about it. So um, Daniel, if you'd like to introduce yourself and then Shelby. Hey guys, thank you again for listening in on another episode of Behind the Suits. Once again, my name is Daniel Alvarado and I am a marketing and sales cap mentor at the Hebner School of Business. Hey everyone, my name is Shelby Can, and I work at Accenture um, in our global HR space, um, but also an alumni of University of Florida Business School and, and Masters of Business School. So excited to be here. Great. And Shelby, if you could share a bit about your background, you touched about your education, but um, about your career path and your current role that you're in now. When I was at UF, I studied marketing. So I was a business major, studied marketing. And um, my first job out of after I finished my master's was with Accenture, where I am now many years later. Um, And I started in the consulting side of our work, uh, doing work to help on what then was called change management. Basically, as we would do big consulting projects, a big piece of that is helping to figure out how to change behaviors and teach people to do new things. And so it's kind of the people side of change. And that's what I was hired to do and where I spent many years. And eventually I moved internal to Accenture. um, And and that's what I do today um, within our human resources organization. So instead of being externally facing with clients as I was then, Now my clients are the over 600,000 people of Accenture and said simply, um, my role is to help the people of Accenture bring their best every day, be their best every day, um, apply the best of themselves every day and to know the techniques and the tools and have the processes to do so. Awesome. For students that are interviewing, I know that we have a lot of mentees that are really into consulting. What do you think is a relevant piece of advice for our mentees, for for applicants um, that they should know for interviewing, specifically with Accenture or with a consulting company? Yeah, so I think one of the exciting things that comes with a consulting career is that it's always changing and that it's always an opportunity to learn new things, really. And so the nature of the work is it's dynamic and it's always changing. And so with that, I think when it, as it relates to preparing for an interview or considering a career in consulting, you know, are you somebody who is curious? Do you love to learn? Um, are you somebody who is comfortable with change? Do you like change? You know, do you like working with new people all of the time? And if yes, it could be a good career route. And if so, that's also the things that we're going to look for as we talk to people about a potential career fit at Accenture, right? Um, so it, it is... It is, yes, about it's about the things that you've done or the experiences you had, but more importantly, it's about the demonstration that you love to and you can learn new things. So curiosity, learning, um, willingness and ability to change, those are all going to be at the core of, uh, of an interview experience and ultimately the experience you would have in a, in a consulting organization. That's some great advice. And in terms of interviewing itself, what do you think are some of the transferable skills that students from different majors or different experiences, what do you think are the most important transferable skills that could always tie back to consulting or or to different industries across uh, the job market? Yeah, I guess there's probably some things that are universally true of jobs 
at this point in time and probably into the future. There's probably some things that are true. So the first point I made is going to be true. Curiosity and learning, just because um, not just in consulting, I think our world changes fast and things change fast. And you know, I'm sure you feel that even in your academic world, you learn something one year and by the next year, the curriculum's evolved because we've learned something new that you now need to be taught. So that ability to learn and um, be curious is gonna always be fundamental. The other thing is most people don't work alone. So we work in teams. Most nature of most jobs is that you work with teams. And I think, you know, you probably start this. I know you start this when you're, you're in school, you learn how to work with teams, you learn how to collaborate with others, you know, you figure out different people's styles and how to adapt to those styles. That is, that is transferable from, you know, college to the working world. And it is absolutely transferable between different types of jobs. You know, collaboration is so central to success in the working world and the ability to work with different people. And I think picking up on the ability to work with different people is that, you know, the nature of work itself has evolved so much, especially in the last couple of years and being able to work flexibly, right? So whether you're in an office or you're working at home, you know, whether you're working with people who are in your immediate city or you're working with people around the world, which many people do now because the nature of work is that you can. And in excitement and willingness to work with others, um, different backgrounds, you know, showing integrity and inclusivity. Um, these are gonna be fundamental things that are also transferable and the kinds of things that any company is gonna be looking for in today's, in today's world. No, that's, that's excellent advice. And it's, it's great that you touched up on the, on the collaboration and emphasizing the importance of working in teams because a lot of giant corporations such as Accenture a lot of the job involves working in teams. Like there's there's hardly ever a moment where you're alone. And I remember a lot of mentees always come up and ask me, they're like, oh, I have a super day. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? And from my experience, the, the, the super days that I have done, a lot of them have group assessments. And mm -hmm. I always make sure to tell them, I was like, hey, during these group assessments, do not take this as a competition. Yeah. I know that naturally you might think, okay, I need to be better than the rest so I can, so I can outshine and I can outperform. But you, but the biggest part of these group assessments is knowing how to work in a team, like showing, mm -hmm. like, are you a leader? Are you able to step up and, and, and take and give direction and, and collaborate and, and work together as a team? Because I think, I, I think recruiters and interviewers for those group assessments, that's what they're really looking for. I think they really want to see if a candidate is able to work in a team or are they, are they going to be able to collaborate in my company or are they just going to be someone that we can't work with? That is brilliant advice you've given your friends. <laughs> that is spot on and absolutely true. Um, you're, you're right. I mean, this isn't about competition and being better. If anything, it's quite the opposite. I think it is about showing that you can work well with people and you know, we're, everybody's coming into a team or a group environment wired a certain way. You know, we all come in with our strengths, our natural talents, our natural abilities, and they're going to be different from one another. And learning how to work with people and understanding their strengths, the way they're wired and figuring that out is great advice. Now, that might be something that you might consider doing to demonstrate that you know how to do that. So I've actually studied and researched a lot on team performance. And there's a lot of things that are important to great team performance and working in a team. Like, you know, you need to be clear about the expectations of the team. You need to have a shared purpose. You know, you need to be able to um, give feedback to one another. You know, you need to be kind of being able to work towards a common goal. All that stuff is really important. But actually, none of that matters if you don't trust each other. And the fast way, fastest way to trust is to actually get to know each other as people. 
So one of the first things that I do when I join a new team, and that might be a good idea if you're you know, doing a simulation of what a team environment would be, is ask another person just something about themselves. Hey, you know, it's nice to meet you. Where are you, you know, where are you from? Or what do you like to do? Or did I say your name correctly? I want to make sure I said your name correctly. Like things that show that you're trying to connect first as a person and that you care about them as an individual so that then you can work well together. And I think demonstrating that even in a in an interview setting is, is really quite key. And the other thing you said that I think is a good piece of advice is don't assume you can outsmart the interview. <laughs> so, um, because you, it, is, it is probably unlikely. And so being yourself and being authentic is critical to this whole experience because the reality is there's no benefit in being anybody other than yourself because you're assessing mutual fit, right? It's not just about the the interviewer, the company seeing, are you a fit for us? But you need to see, am I a fit for them? And if you find yourself not being able to be authentic or in an environment where you feel like you can't be, maybe it's not the right fit. But if you feel like you're in a situation where you're like, wow, like I, that was fun. Like I just, I just felt really at ease and I was able to speak with these people. Like it was really comfortable. Then you know what, maybe, maybe that's telling you something. So you know, not trying to outsmart, being yourself, being authentic, and getting to know the people with whom you're you're going to be working is key. That's all great advice and so many great points that you just touched on, which leads us into our next question. When approaching an interview, what are some things that you would say someone should keep in mind in terms of connecting with the interviewer? Um, if you have the opportunity to know who the interviewer is, finding them on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. seeing if there's something personal that you can connect with them on or professional, maybe something that they've recently done for work or something that they care about. Um, and then also understanding the company and understanding like how we just discussed why this industry or this role is best for you in terms of your personality and how you work as a team and an individual. Yeah, well, again, good advice that you're giving in terms of you know, doing a little bit of research before, both on the interviewer and the company. And I think, you know, naturally coming prepared with some with some good questions, but real questions, not like made up questions like, oh, I think they'll want me to ask that again, back to that authenticity. I'll say that over and over. But truly, like what makes you curious about this organization or that person and and coming in with that is good. And you know, it's also okay to ask questions about what the interview is going to be like or the or what the sort of uh, assessment experience is like for this particular company. Like it's okay to ask those questions before you go in so that you can be well prepared. Um, but but good advice on being prepared with some questions and you know thinking about you can you can likely predict the kinds of questions that you may be asked, right? You're likely to be asked about, situations you've been in before and they relate back to the first part of that conversation you know tell me about a time where you had to learn something new tell me about a time where you had to solve a problem tell me about a time where you maybe had to work in a team where the people were quite different than you you know you can sort of predict that these are the things that we know are important to the working world right now that you likely will be asked so thinking through those examples and scenarios but again, another piece of advice, I think, when being asked those kinds of questions is if you're asked about a scenario that you haven't yourself been in, again, don't make it up. You're better off to say, actually, I haven't been in that scenario because another thing that, that they're going to be looking for is integrity, honesty, um, you know, character. And so if you are honest and say, well, I haven't had that experience, but if I did, here's what I might do is much better than sort of trying to come up with a story on the fly that might not be authentic. 
that's excellent advice. And I really like that you brought it up because I remember I was reading an article, um, I think like a year or so back regarding the current CEO of Google. Mm-hmm. And he, when he first interviewed for Google, he was interviewing to become a product manager. And in one of the interviews questions that he got asked is, oh, what do you think about our Gmail application? Because in that moment, Gmail was starting to, to, to grow. And he actually had no idea what Gmail was. He had never used Gmail. But instead of saying something that, you know, maybe the interviewer wanted to hear or, the, or coming up with something quick and, and, and try to outsmart the interviewer, he was himself, just as you mentioned, he said, hey, honestly, I haven't used the, I haven't used Gmail. And I think at that time, Gmail had only been out for three days. <laughs> so he was like, hey, honestly, I haven't used Gmail but I would definitely look into it and I can come back and answer and, and answer that question later on. And the interviewer later on, a couple of years after, he said that that was the biggest reason that they hired him because he was able to be honest, authentic, and he actually had curiosity and inability to, to learn the product even, even in the moment when he wasn't sure. Great story. That's a really good one. And imagine somebody not knowing what Gmail is now. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us into um, another thing we would like to bring up in terms of new trends we've been seeing before you actually get to the interview stage. So we're talking about assessments and more tech integration trends for interviews to figure out someone's personality and how they would respond to a situation. What is your experience with that and any advice on that in that matter? Yeah, it, it's a, it is a big trend, and I think you're seeing the trend for a few reasons. I mean, one is the the reality of the market, and for some companies who have so many people applying, and um, you know, when you just solely rely on interviewing, there can be so much subjectivity in that, right? And and bias as well, because we do, you know, we we know there are things like a like me bias that you may creep into an interview or things like that. So one of the things for the this this boom that we've seen in the in the tech side of recruiting, um, it's actually meant to reduce bias because you know, it is built in such a way that um, it is eliminating some of the things that could creep in when you're into a typical interview. So that's one thing. You can do it at scale, right? So you can get to a lot of people. And you know, it is the, the, the more we use these, the smarter these systems get and the smarter the technology gets to, yes, look at personality, look at sort of general cognitive abilities and thinking the way you think about something the way that you solve a problem. That said, I recognize it could be super stressful because you know you you feel like you're under the gun and you have your your timed and you you know you can feel the pressure. And so uh, a one piece of advice on that is find out what assessment you might be doing before you do it and learn a little bit about it and, and get some practice again. You're not going to beat the system, but um, it's fair to understand what you're doing and why you're doing it, even to just be able to put yourself at ease when doing those assessments. And the reality is that if, if perhaps it's, again, it's back to that fit, mutual fit, right? Maybe it's meant to be if it's not a fit, um, but, but it, it, is a, it is a good first step that we're seeing um, in the market, but not the end all be all, because what it's not gonna do is, is get to that, that human touch that still is so important. And in terms of interviewing and, and assessments, uh, we always have a lot of mentees come in and ask us, what are the different types of interviewing styles? Mm-hmm. So, for example, we have behavioral, situational, technical. So what do you think would be the best advice on how to approach those different interview styles and how can they better prepare themselves for that situation? 
Yeah, and we've touched on a little bit this far. I mean, there are different there are different types of interview styles that may reflect the type of even job that you're going to do, right? So if you're going perhaps into a more technical job, you know, you might have to do a coding assessment. You might, or you know, we see um, a part of what we do even at our company is more design oriented. So it may be that part of your interview experience is actually show a product. You know, show me something that you've designed, and you know, we see more and more of that. So something tangible that kind of shows your experience without you just having to describe it, you know, and then you have, yes, things that are going to put you in a situation that might be mirror, like the type of situation you might be in that organization. And, and again, for those, um, yes, you can sort of pre-think logically. If you're doing your research on the company and you know the type of work that they do, typically you're going to see even on websites, how we work, not just what we do, but how we do it. So you can do some research about that to kind of be prepared with what you might expect from the culture of that company and how you might want to be able to represent that in a situational interview or a behavioral interview. And I think maybe maybe that's the key is knowing not just what the company does, but knowing how the company works and digging in a little bit on the, on the cultural side of who they are um, might help you as you prepare for those behavioral or situational type interviews as well. And what would you say as a from a recruiting point of view, what do you what would you say really is what impresses an interviewer the most, especially for mm -hmm. Accenture? You know, they probably get thousands of applications. Yeah. They go through hundreds of interviewers of, of interviews. So what do you think is really the thing that sets most candidates apart? Yeah, I, I, I think it's this piece that we talked about, about curiosity and this balance of being sort of confident as you speak but humble as you speak, you know, and striking that right balance between, you know, not coming out, go, coming off overconfident, trying to feel like, you know, you're selling yourself. I had a, I had a recent experience where I was actually interviewing somebody and I could tell that they felt like they really had to sell themselves. And they were telling me all the amazing things that they've done. And every chance they got, they would tell me another accomplishment and another achievement. And I finally had to actually say like, I know I've seen your resume. I, 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 it's clear to me you've accomplished something. You've accomplished some really wonderful things. Like, you don't have to tell me those things, but let's let's talk about what you like, who you are, why, why do you want to come here? You know, and and I think just that that not feeling that you have to over impress, but rather you know that you are finding that balance of confidence and humility and authenticity. Um, is really quite key. Now, everyone gets nervous for an interview, of course, that's natural, right? Um, but I think through preparation and through reminding yourself that to be yourself is the best thing you can do is, is quite key. It sounds so basic, um, but truly it's, it's, it's maybe the best advice I could give. I, I definitely can relate to that. I think I was very nervous and I, in my interview um, for my internship this summer, and I did notice a very specific like pivot point, shifting point in the interview when I was able to actually share something about myself instead of mm. just talking about like something from my resume and actually like embed something specific about me, like my passions, my interests, um, my values. And once I did that, I really felt the connection with the interviewer. And she even stayed on an extra 10 minutes with me to keep the conversation going because she knew that she had broken down that barrier and we'd been able to actually create a meaningful connection. And she was learning more about me. So I think, again, going back to what you keep saying about authenticity, it's the most 
standout thing an applicant can do. Yeah, you both have great stories. That's a great story too, and 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 great advice. And it's interesting. I think when you when that happens, you know, when that that switch happens, where you feel like you're going from interview to conversation, that's when you know things have gone well. Yeah, and I feel like it also benefits the interviewee as well because you don't want to work for a job or a company that you're not that you're not being authentic, like you're not bringing your authentic mm-hmm. self, or you're not you're not. You're you're pretending to to be somebody else. You you want to work for a company that that you can bring your authentic self to work every single day. You know that this company chooses you and hires you because of you, not because of the person that they want you to be. So this is a, it's important for you know just to be yourself because you if this is a career choice and a life choice that you're making, then you then people have to understand that that you don't want to be put in a situation where you're going to regret it later on. One other piece of advice I think would be that as you're asked questions about experiences you've had, it's likely less important what the outcome was. So back to the, you don't have to oversell yourself. It's actually more important how you got there because I think what you're trying to learn through this discussion and truly should be a conversation versus an interview is how does this person work? How do they think? you know, what is sort of the way that they logically go through from A to B to C to D, right? Less so what happened at the end. And because that's what's ultimately repeatable. The outcome is not necessarily what's repeatable, but the methodology you use to your thinking patterns, the way you solve problems, the way you work with others and the, and the path you go down to do those things is ultimately what is really key to knowing, is this the right person for the job? I think that shows how important it is to understand yourself and how you act in a situation and also knowing what makes you stand out in terms of how you accomplish something in your experiences, which goes into prepping for an interview and being comfortable with all of that. So let's go into another question about understanding the culture and diversity and inclusion initiatives within a company and the importance of asking about that um, during an interview and knowing how it matters to you. I mean, I think, number one, in order to know those things, you can certainly find them publicly, but this is, again, back to that connection of purpose. And, you know, purpose is so important. Like, how can you connect what's important to you, your purpose, your values, and do they align to the company's purpose and values is really important because if that's misaligned, you might be okay for a little while, but you're going to probably find yourself in a space of not being engaged at work if those things are misaligned. So, So learning about that and having conversations about that through the interview experience is actually quite important. Um, It's it's critical to engagement. I I study a lot about engagement at work and the most engaged teams are also the ones who are are the most inclusive. And so, you know, you wanna understand, is this a place where I feel like I could belong and where they care that I feel like I belong? Because if you don't feel that you belong, you will not be engaged and engagement directly links to performance. So it, it is actually quite fundamental um, to the journey. You go down looking at different types of companies and you know, what might be good for, for one person might not be good for another and vice versa. And that's okay too. I mean, I'm a huge advocate for <laughs> diversity and inclusion. I, I, that's definitely one of my biggest passions. And I remember when I was recruiting, I would always ask a lot of questions pertaining to it because it, it also, it, it I feel like it acts as a sort of encouragement to the employee as well, because if you have somebody that looks like you in a higher up position and that is being valued and respected by the company, then you know that you also have the opportunity 
to become that person in the future as well. Like you don't, you don't, you don't feel like there's a barrier. You don't think that, oh, well, um, cause I look a certain way, you know, maybe I won't get to where I want, where I, where I want to be, but that's why it's so important for companies to really embrace that because it, it motivates a lot of, a lot of candidates. And those are okay questions to ask. So, you know, for example, at our company, we, we publish very transparent IND, very aggressive IND goals. You know, we want to have this, you know, in, in, in on gender, on ethnicity. So we, we publish these things publicly and it's okay to ask those questions. You know, what's important to you as an organization? You know, how do you measure success as it relates to IND? Um, you know, asking questions around, you know, do you have what we would call like employee resource groups, groups of people who can come together, you know, with different like minds? Is that important to you as an organization? Do you have groups like that? Um, right now, you know, as well, and, and IND has so many lenses to it, of course. And, but asking about the lens that makes, is meaningful for you is so critical to the conversation. Understanding what, what you can connect with within the company is so important. I know that my conversation with my interviewer was based around how she was sharing a story about when she interviewed and she asked, like, what are the numbers in terms of females in your executive positions mm -hmm. and the interviewer was like you know honestly they're not great we're working on it and here's what we're doing and she said well then put me in contact with the person in charge of that program I want to know about it so understanding the specific initiatives that are going on is is really really incredible to hear about especially when you can see the actual results from that coming into a company especially as a college student or someone brand new it's really great to see that there are those changes being made and to understand maybe you can be part of that change too and and generate those results i was just going to say and if you see there's a gap you know saying that you're the kind of person who you think could help to address that in and of itself is a good thing too right if you're bringing your passion for that space if maybe the the interviewer was honest enough to say we have that gap and you say that's something that i would love to help to address and, and here's why and here's some ideas i have for it i mean that's 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 a would be a very impressive impressive thing so to wrap up the the conversation what are some of the industry trends that you you've noticed and that you're excited about you know it's interesting they're on two ends of the spectrum so when we say you know trends you may think technology of course right like there's all kinds of cool trends we were talking about the trends in virtual reality. I was showing you my uh, my cool Oculus headset I have here, which is you know one of the the new ways and most effective ways to learn. Um, you know, obviously we see train trends in how we use data to make decisions and insights and all the amazing things that we can do now with data. Um, you know, in, in AI and all, all the things that you would expect on the technology front. But the other side of it, the other side of the trend is a trend towards true humanness and care for people. So we see things like mindfulness programs at work in a way we've never seen before, flexible work in a way we've never seen before, um, you know, caring for a person's sort of mind, heart, body, soul, and trend towards programs that focus on those things is an interesting other trend that we see. So it's almost on the, on the ends of the spectrum, right? And technology, but also on the sort of very human and people side of things. Um, in ways you might not expect in the corporate world from sometimes companies you wouldn't expect. It's, it's almost, I, I see some of the trends on things like mindfulness programs at the companies who you might least expect it, but probably because of the companies who need it most. Um, and those are good questions to ask too. You know, what do you do to help people with, and I don't like to say the word balance, but the flexibility or 
the empowerment they need to bring work and life together. Like, you know, what are the, what are the things that you do? What are the programs that you have? Because of course that's going to be so important to you as you, as you step into this new career. And in terms of, you mentioned flexible work and I, I feel like that's a very important trend that's happening right now because ever mm-hmm. since the pandemic, I know a lot of HR, uh, HR teams and talent acquisition teams are kind of shifting it. I feel like they're using, in a way, there's, I, sometimes I, I feel like they're using it as a, a way to attract <laughs> talent. <Yeah. laughs> like, I'm oh, sure. we yeah. offer remote work. How do you think the consulting world itself is going to change in that flexibility? Great question. I, I think it's, I think flexible can mean a lot of different things. And I think the answer to your question is likely something that's a hybrid, but it all starts with knowing what's important to the person and, and, and what is the reality of the business environment in, in the way that we have to do our work and how do those two things come together? So hybrid, you know, means and flexibility, what's important to you may be different than me, maybe different than Jordana, right? We all might have different things that are important to us. So for some, for one person, more work from home might be important. For another person, it may be the ability to go for a run at lunch because they wanna take care of themselves and they need that break in the middle of the day. You know, for another person, it may mean that they need to start a little bit later because they have to pick a child and drop them off at school. You know, so, so flexibility can come in many different forms. I think we typically think about, you know, just the home or office, which is an important component of it. But I think we're seeing the trend in flexibility being being lots of different different ways of flexibility. Um, you know, there is an element. I don't. While we have all figured out how to work remotely, I've personally been doing it for like 15 years. Um, so as the head of the head of the trends here in terms of ability to work from home, and of course, video and all the things make that easier. You know, it isn't to say that there isn't something really important about human and personal connection, especially when you're building client type relationships. And so. Um, but I think we're seeing that it doesn't have to be all or none. And, and, and so the hybrid is probably the way of the future. And all these trends that um, we're talking about in regards to this question, I think are so important um, to share with college students and even freshmen in college, anyone entering, you know, that pre time before they go into their full-time career, because it's it's almost comforting in a sense to know that these great things are happening. And by time you get into that role, they're into play now. And I can even say from a personal standpoint, that's now, that's like the perception I have of corporate America and of, of careers is entirely different than the one I had growing up because things have changed so much. And I think that's just amazing. And I love speaking about all that. I love hearing about how you said the two ends of the spectrum in terms of trends, the humanitarian side, and then the innovational technology side. So those are great things to look into, especially for for all of our mentees um, entering the recruitment process, understanding that there's more to um, trends and innovation than technology and processes. It also is about the people. It's really fundamentally about the people and it's about being in touch with your own purpose and strengths and aspirations and making sure that you're going to go work for a company who cares about those things, supports those things, because ultimately, you know, performance and great performance comes from the more you can apply the best of yourself at work, kind of going back to the beginning of what I'm lucky enough to help people do. The more you're able to connect your purpose to company purpose, the more you're able to bring the best of yourself to work every day, apply the strengths, do the things you enjoy doing, 
you know, the more you're going to perform and be a better performer, but the more you're just going to enjoy life and, you know, work and life are no longer separate things for most people. And there's a degree of integration there. So um, it sounds so basic, um, you know, but, but you got to be happy while doing it. And uh, maybe that's the best advice at all is don't be afraid to, to look for something that can truly make you happy. That's excellent advice. Thank you so much, Shelby. Once again, to our listeners, thank you again for listening into another episode of Behind the Suits. Uh, thank you, Shelby, for coming out and speaking and giving this excellent advice. I'm sure our mentees and our listeners will, will be very appreciative. I know that we're very appreciative of that advice as well. And I will see the listeners on the next week of Behind the Suits.